This week on DC's Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast, Mike and I talk about Star Trek Day and the shit show that it was. Plus, we talk about Lower Decks, Season 3, Episode 2. What's the name of the title, Mike? Oh, I have no idea. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Mike. Hey, Johnson. How's it going? (laughs) No, Uh, you first. uh, It's going. I mean, happy Star Trek Day. Happy Star Trek Day. Yes. Yes. It's also, there's also apparently Disney Plus Day. Yes. I wonder what their day was like, because our day was... I don't know. um, I don't know. I, I, I was too busy to care about either, to be honest. Well, that's understood. Um, yeah, Star Trek yes. is, is this such a weird time. It happens in the middle of the workday. And I don't know how you all watch it. I'm like in meetings. I don't know how people are like actively tweeting about it. Yeah, I mean, I would it. say a lot, of, a lot of people are probably tweeting, definitely tweeting about it. But I would say that it's, yeah, I mean, if I didn't have the job, I mean, if I didn't have the job I do, you know, I wouldn't be able to watch it either. So, but I do, I, you know, it's on my iPad while I'm doing other work and, you know. Yeah, there's no way. I had like three meetings back to back. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, I mean, on, you know, honestly, you didn't miss uh, that much. I gave you bu- uh, like maybe seven, eight bullet points and that was it. Yeah. Um, and by bullet points, I mean like four words per bullet point, like no long explanation, like. Yeah, you gave me like very high level. And then I was trying to also follow our Trek Geeks Slack messages. And it was kind of disjointed because I wasn't watching. So I didn't. Yeah. I just got the sense that it was not going well, but I didn't quite know what was happening. So do you want to kind of give me a more detailed rundown? Yeah, sure. Uh, You know, first I will say I was great having. I, I think it's Jackie Cox and Mary Chifo on the purple carpet, which was Jackie Cox. She is a drag queen um, who is a very big Star Trek fan. And oh, right. Heard about this. Is uh, is he from, is it he or she? I don't even know. Is he, does he go by I me? Mean, uh, I don't know sure. what her pronoun is. I don't know this person, but in any case, they're from RuPaul, right? Yes, or are they yes. part of RuPaul's are, Drag Race? Yes, okay. They are part of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, so they hosted the red carpet, which was really nice. What was interesting to me, that part of it was very... It wasn't like watching the Emmys or anything like that. So it was... Mm-hmm. Which, which I think, honestly, Star Trek Day should take some cues from. And I think Paramount should pay the people who run the Emmys or one of the... Or even the Oscars uh, to they run have that this kind of show. Money? Yes, they have that kind of money. My God, it's Paramount. I don't know. Um, so I think they should use do that, but anyway, that's so all no that teen dis- influencers this year, basically. No that was influences, the- yes, thank yeah. goodness for that. Um, one lesson learned, we'll talk about some other lessons. Um, I have notes. Um, okay, okay, 
but uh yeah so they were great on the purple carpet don't know why it's purple carpet either but anyway purple carpet oh, it's purple Interesting. Uh, yes so um they were they were great uh you know they started out with uh patrick stewart who is you know and i love patrick stewart this is sir patrick stewart uh i love him uh who's looking you know he's looking his age you know right um so you know there's that um but you know they started out by you know giving condolences on the death of the queen which i thought was really Ah. um, on point for them um right but the the other piece so that was really nice and that you know they had some really great talks um the guy who played Cole was there. Um, I can't think of his name. Um, who? I, I'm. You know, I'm horrible with names. No, Cole. Who's Cole? Cole. You know, Cole the Klingon, Mary Chifo's son, and oh, an enemy okay, and all okay. Of that um, Ken. Okay. Ken. Oh my gosh. Ken Mitchell. Thank you. Yes. Oh my god. You see, this is why you're around because I cannot remember. Okay. Names. Okay. I did. I don't have the sheet in front of me. You know, I don't have their script. Right, so Ken Mitchell was there. Ken Mitchell was there. The you know stars from Strange New Worlds were there. Uh, you know, Tani, Frank Tadascori, um, Paul F. Tompkins uh, from Lower Decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noel Wells was there from Lower Decks. Um, Let's see. Well, Wheaton was there. So there were, right. you know, and, and then there were some legacy track. I think I saw uh, Nicole DeBoer, uh, Robert Picardo was there. Oh, cool. So, you know, a few, few people like that. No one from the original series. Um, Bye. And let's see. Next Generation. No one from the Next Generation. No one from Picard. Oh, Jerry Ryan was there. No one from, you know, the Next Generation piece of Picard. Right. So. I wonder why none of them are like really showing up at events. I mean, I know they're all el- elderly, but yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know why. I, I mean, no, yes, I have speculations, but I do not. Um, but anyway, all that to say is that Mary Chifo and Jackie Cox did a wonderful job on the purple carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it was, it was edited. You could tell that it was edited. Like it wasn't live, which I thought was interesting. So, um, you know, they'd cut from one with a very short break and go to another one. So it wasn't, and it, mm-hmm. you know, you could tell it wasn't like the Emmys or the Oscars where. Well, the Emmys and the Oscars, they have a lot of reporters and they're kind of cutting in between them usually. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was. Um, so that part was fine. Uh, you know, they did that for about half an hour. And then mm-hmm. uh, Tawny and Paul F- Tompkins uh, were the main hosts of the day, and okay. and they're fun and funny. Um, so yeah, it just there were a couple of glitches. There were like it would cut to black with no sound or whatever, like intermittently. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so you know, again, um, things like that. Just you know, I don't know. I've, I, and I'm not. You know, I just feel like a media company, there are things that should not happen. And, you know, things cutting to black all of a sudden just doesn't seem like it should be happening. Right. Um, 
you know, at, at times it felt the show felt disjointed. It was like two and out two hours and fifteen minutes. I think they finished at like five fifteen. Okay. PM Eastern time. Um, and there was just a lot of di- disjointment, um, which I think was less evident last year, but still evident. Um, mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it just you know, and, and uh, yeah, I don't feel last year was too disjointed i mean i remember complaining about the teen influencers they we liked the music when you know the live orchestra that was good yeah so this year uh yeah i agree i really like the live orchestra because one of the things this is the thing like you know star trek it part of the star trek experience is the music sure uh the theme songs the uh, you know the other incidental music that's really you know, like best of both worlds, like the Borg and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. First contact, which we just, you know, talked about the, yeah. you know, because of last week's or the first episode of the premiere of lower decks. So there's, you know, the or- orchestral music of star Trek is really important. And so they had this DJ who was the exact opposite, like the other end of the spectrum, I guess oh, he God. does the, he's the DJ for the late, late show. And, um, he was just beatboxing and it just, and then, and then there'd be overhead oh, music. God. Then, then he would be beatboxing and then there'd be like overhead music that would, you know, kind of initiate the next part of the next segment or whatever. It was just, it was just very disjointed. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah, I, I just, saw some slacks uh, about yeah. the music and complaints about the music. So there was definitely that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then were there, like, there was a comedian that was very nervous or something? What were you talking yeah, about? Yeah, there was, yeah, there was a comedian. He was sort of reading off his cards. He's a nice guy. I know I can't think of his name. You know, I'm not that into comedy, but yeah, he was definitely nervous and I'm not sure why. I mean, it's, you know, it's a small audience. Comedians get up on stage all the time. I don't know. Mm. You know, I, I get it. It's a tough, you know, it's a tough gig. And like in our chat, not ours, but the greater Trek geeks chat, you know, you can't really do some of the things that comedians are known to do, which is make fun of. Well, you can things. still make fun of the crowd, but do it in a way that is funny, you know, and self-deprecating. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, the, but, but none of that happened. So, uh, yeah, it's just, um, and I love Tani and Paul. I think they're great. You know, I like them on the pod directive, which, oh, by mm-hmm. the way, is coming back in February 2023. The pod oh my directive God, so far away. Okay. Yes. Um, so there's that. Um, that was a, that was one of the announcements. Um, okay. And then, so let's get to the huge miss of the, this whole thing. So, yesterday right they launched this the starship is landing right like, like they have t-shirts or supposedly there's like t-shirts and like posters and stuff on sale on startrek.com and as far as i can tell they they never mentioned that once throughout the the whole show mm-hmm. and um i guess this morning you know pottery barn teen launched some things for um, right. that are Star Trek related, which some of them yeah, are, Star Trek you know, collab with of, Pottery Barn, which is an interesting yes. choice, but sure. Yeah, sure. 
Sure. Um, so we don't, but we don't know if that was the starship landing or I don't if, think so. you know, so it was just, um, yeah, it was just really disjointed and, you know, the, you know, Tani and, and Paul, you know, I honestly, my overall feeling is that I feel bad for the fans and I feel bad for the cast because I don't think that either, I don't think that this production as it were, does either of them justice it doesn't do us the fans justice it doesn't do um the cast and crew i can't even imagine the insanity that goes on behind screen it just seems very disorganized like oh yeah hire well, the right stage manager like hire the right handlers for people like it is a show like honestly like no if then, this if then production's hard and if you don't do it right it's a shit show you know yeah yeah you need the right think, people to execute it yeah, I, I think like when I think, uh, you know, obviously we're New Yorkers and, you know, we think very differently about things than the West Coast does. And um, I think that for a show like this, you need like a someone who's done like a fashion show. This is like a two hour like Emmy pre-show slash fashion show, whatever. But you keep the energy going and you move it along and you have the right people handling the talent and you just have like you just are organized and and this is none of the star trek day was none of that and and i and mm. it hurts me to say that you know it's it's not like i'm criticizing and hating it i'm criticizing it because it can be so much better like you're right. in hollywood you you right. host the oscars every year like even if it were slightly pared down production staff from the Oscars, you could still put together a decent show. Well, and, the thing is, this is also is very on brand for Paramount Plus. I know. I, right. or I know. I you know. know this it's is on totally. brand. That's a problem. I think that if we that were to problem. if we were to pull the Trek East network to and ask, hey, was the actual execution of Star Trek Day surprising to you? I'm sure no one would be surprised. No, no one would say that this was surprising. No, I'm, I was not surprised. I, yeah, no, I, I, I am coming. I mean, it's disappointing, but it's not surprising, right? Like, yeah, it's no, like, no. it's on brand. That's the problem. Yes, that, that is the problem. Like if, if Disney did something like this, I think we'd all be shocked. Yes. You know, there's no way. None. You and know, this what is I mean? the whole so, thing. Like Disney, Disney slash Star Wars. You know, I, I hate comparing Star Trek to Star Wars, but, you know, the the way that Star Wars is handled from a PR perspective, and they've had their errors, but by God, they can put on a show that, you know, right. and, I, and I get it. Disney has more money than, than God, but, you know, Paramount is not a poor company. Right. And so it's, you know, it's just, it's just, um, it's just shocking and disappointing. Shocking, not shocking, not shocking. You know what I mean? Well, I feel this is part, you know, the problem is I feel it's infused into almost the philosophy, right? Like the thing is we complain about the app, but if they are okay with a shoddy app, then they're probably okay with a shoddy event. You know what I mean? Like, because if I was writing this, I'll be like, no, this is there's no way that this is okay. Um, and I'd rather just cancel the whole thing and let's do it virtually and let's just release a few trailers and make everyone excited. 
then try to execute something that's half-baked. But I feel that just based upon what we see with Paramount, Viacom, whatever they call themselves now, and even the, the app itself, it's like they're okay with it. So do you know what I mean? It's like the company culture is okay with like half-baked products and half-baked productions. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. Meanwhile, Disney would never, I mean, Disney and Marvel are probably the opposite. Like, because I read this article about how actually very, it's very difficult to work with Marvel because they're so particular. So it's probably the, they're probably the opposite end of the spectrum. They're perfectionists and they're probably too difficult to work with as a company, as a as client. Um, but that is, another kind of company paradigm, right? Company philosophy where it needs to be perfect. It needs to run smoothly um, because the experience for the customer and for the fan is so important. So I think it's just a very different approach, you know, like it, it's just, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's, it's just, it is what it is. You know, it's on, it's on, it's literally on brand. It is. Yeah. Well, so let's get into some of the news that was there. Uh, obviously, the first thing was the Picard trail teaser trailer, which looks really great. Yes, um, I saw it. It looks good. And so we have Picard coming out February 16th, I think it was. Yeah, I'm surprised that they couldn't push it up a little bit more, but it, at least it's yeah. early next year. Yeah, so uh, there's that. Um it does look great. Tour. Starbase One or whatever, Space Dock or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. I, I, I don't even know anymore. It looks great. Yes. Yeah, looks like Space Dock. Yep. Space Dock looks amazing. The Titan, the new Titan looks very retro. Yeah, the Titan cool. looks okay. I don't know if I love the Titan design, but it's fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, I do on lower, it, it matches the... like what we saw on like Lower Decks, like more or less. Like it's, it says. Oh, no, no. It's a completely new Titan. Oh, is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're thinking about the other starships. Now, at the end of the trailer, when they're launching out of space dock, that is the Titan. And oh, that is it's a, a new Titan? New, yeah, that is a whole new Titan. Okay, yeah. I don't really love the old Titan or the new Titan then. Yeah. I, I like the design of the new Titan because it looks very refit Enterprise or 1701A-ish, um, which I'm a huge fan of, is which is my favorite design of all of the starships. Okay, got it. Um, I, did, I need to probably look at the trailer more carefully then, because I literally yeah. just saw on my IG stories. Yeah, there's there's a lot of starships in, in it, so there's a lot lot to, but the end is when they launch the Titan and with Commander mm-hmm. uh, Seven. So Commander Hansen slash Seven. Yes. So, um, so that's, that's news. So we have that. Um, we did see, you know, Wilson Cruz did a great tour of, um, discovery or Mm -hmm. not a great tour, but I would say a very, it's more like BTS, right? As a BTS. Yeah. Behind, yeah. Behind the scenes for sure. Um, got to see blue and, um, Mary hanging out, Mm -hmm. um, which was cool to see Mary hanging out there because we've definitely missed Tilly a lot last season. Mm-hmm. So um great to see. And and they showed a behind the scenes of a, a scene on the bridge or whatever. And Tilly was on the bridge. So yay for that. Huge, hugely excited about that. So I call that news. Tilly Tilly's back in Discovery season five. More but who knows like how much and like to but what sure, extent. Sure. That's yeah. a problem. Yeah. 
but hopefully a lot um because we missed her last season yeah um uh we get to see a scene from prodigy which is uh, crazy about i don't think i saw that one. Oh yeah that so we get to see a scene from prodigy when uh, admiral janeway's ship catches up to the protostar and Ooh. so yes so that was really cool um oh so there's that, and that's coming back. What did I send? I sent uh, October twenty seventh. October twenty seventh. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't really do the math or the time frame whether that's the end, like the week after Lower Decks uh, premieres, or whether um, you mean at, like when the finale is. Yeah, I don't know if that's the next week or whether we're going to experience some gaps. Um, but uh, I didn't do the kind of. I think math. it's the same day, actually. Oh, because today was episode three, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's it's the same day. So we're gonna have two episodes on the same day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, but we don't know how many or of what. We don't know if it's gonna be ten. We don't know if it's gonna be five again. We don't know mm-hmm. anything. Um. Mm-hmm. So we have that. Uh. We get to see the. Uh, the mainly women-led cast of Strange New Worlds, which is great because I love them all. Mm-hmm. We got a preview scene preview with uh, Melissa Navio's um, Ortegas. Yes, Ortegas. Yeah, I saw uh, that. So that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then Rebecca Romaine introduced um, the new engineer. She didn't actually name the role that she was playing, but um, Carol Kane is uh, coming on as the new chief. Who engineer. I really did not know. And then you were like, "Where was she, where was she from?" She's from. She played the, the Princess Bride. In the Princess Bride, she played the wizard's uh, wife. Okay. Good luck storming the castle. I mean, I you uh, know is her famous line. I think know? they saw. I didn't like the Princess Bride, and that was okay. in what the eighties. Sure. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. a long time ago. Anyway, it was, a, it was a long time ago. So we have that. Um, let's see. So we got to see a scene that I have not seen yet from Lower Decks, which is kind of interesting. Um, oh, I so saw that. that. That's later in the season, and um, I don't really understand it. So, um, uh, are you talking about the one with the Romulans? Yes. It it's like a part two of that, like to the whatever <laughs> the movie. What's it called? Oh, is it the Rise oh. of Victor? Whatever. It's like the, the quote unquote sequel or something like that. Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm trying to find it on my IG feed, and I'm failing. So no, that's okay. I did not know there was no context given, and it wasn't said that that would be the sequel. But now it makes sense because of who. Captain was of right, the right. Enterprise E like ship that comes to save the day at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was that was interesting. Um, so that makes sense now because it was they named the captain and then Boimler showed up and I was like, what? So right, it's okay. basically as a holiday fantasy. Yes, sure. Yeah. So yeah, so uh, there's that. So we went over Picard, Strange New Worlds. Um, so Nicholas Myers came out on the stage very awkwardly. You know, I think it would, you know, yeah. I, I, I again, just the way that they do these things, it just is underwhelming. 
like the tra- uh, is it like is part of the issue like the transitions or something i mean definitely the transitions but nicholas meyer they just introduced him like with a voiceover and nicholas myers was out there by himself talking about how he had written a three-hour treatment for khan that talks about the 15 years that he spent on seti alpha 5 and mm-hmm. so um they i think they did they announced that right alongside of or near near the uh, podcast announcement for the pod directive. So, okay. Um, so there's going to be a podcast version of that that may lead into other things. Who knows? Um, so, I mean, I've never. I mean, this may be. I, I love Wrath of Khan. Don't get me wrong. I love it. it we we yeah. watched it. And we'll talk about that in a little we bit. We watched it. That's right. We watched it uh, a few days ago. Yeah, we went to see it in, in theaters. In the movie in theaters. So in the theater. So, um, I I love that movie but i have no real interest or desire to talk about or to hear about 15 years on a planet that gets its orbit shifted and its survival like it's yeah i don't really find that that compelling yeah so content yeah because we know that there will be no interaction with anyone from starfleet unless there's some weird twist or something but as far as we know there isn't yeah so it's like okay what what happens yeah it's yeah exactly so um i never really got into the con novels there were a couple of you know con novels in the mm-hmm. novel verse you know the litter verse whatever mm-hmm. um so anyway, doing a podcast version of that um which of course i'll i'll give it a listen maybe it'll I'll be probably, yeah i'm sure i'll listen to it Hello, to the podcast. So. I think it will be maybe. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, I think that's everything, right? Did I miss any of the shows? They did not announce any new shows. Ah, that's um, the thing. I was not... I was thinking that they would announce a new show, given yes. how many rumors and things in development there have been. So, yeah, I guess not. Yeah, with Picard ending. Uh, they're losing one of their flagship shows. So I thought that they would announce something, even if it's early, to kind of replace Picard. So that was surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, whatever show is, I mean, whatever show it is, or shows, uh, they got they have to be in some stage of pre-production at this point. I would expect you know? so, yeah. So, all right. And Kurtzman well, has teased plenty. I mean, he, what yes. did he, was it at... Um, when, when did he tease it? He, uh, when was the last uh, big? It was um, First Contact Day. Oh, First Contact Day. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely did some teasing. Yes. So I, yeah, I'm surprised that there wasn't something more formal in terms of follow-up, but here we are. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. there was not, and um, yeah, it was kind of unfortunate. Uh, there was no big announcements. So no. yeah. Well, at least we have dates. Yeah, and you know, the other thing I think I, I love when Tani and Paul do some ad-libbing, which is totally understandable because they're great at that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the questions that they ask the cast, you know, Babs was there. Um, I'm not even going to try to say his last name, who who plays um, Benga. Uh, oh, yeah. But, you know, the questions that they ask, it seems like they're a surprise to the cast. And like the cast really hasn't given them any thought or whatever. So, oh. um, 
you know, were they hard questions? So it, no, they're not. They're not hard questions. But you know, if you get caught off ground, and I guess also in the culture that you know that they that we are in, not we're in, but that the Star Trek universe is in, is you know we don't talk about spoilers or whatever. We don't spoil things. Um, but I think you know you get the questions and you like have the producers like help prime the. You know, there's just stuff you can do to prepare the talent so it looks a little mm-hmm. more polished and so they're ready to talk about things and you know be a part of it so anyway more notes but um yeah that's surprising fortunately it ended um i think i've hit all the main points i think i've hit all the shows um so yeah uh yeah i I, paramount can do we they there can be they can do better they can do better they can do better it sounds like yes so anyway um yeah so that's star trek day recap yeah well um, yeah happy star trek day yeah i mean I, I i'm excited to see season oh the you know i think picard was the big reveal i think for me the big other reveal sides from the the scenes that they showed was seeing tilly back on the bridge of the discovery sure which is great um so I think those are two of the big things that uh, uh, are, you know, on my radar. Um, and, and I'm, of course, ready for more Prodigy. Mm. Uh, that's always, you know, fun and interesting. But uh, here we are. So here we are. So we also, a couple of days ago, went and saw Wrath of Khan in the movie Yeah. Theater. It was good. I, I was sleepy. I got sleepy um, during the... <laughs> During the battle in the nebula, <laughs> I got tired for some odd <laughs> reason. That's when I got very tired and I nodded off for a little bit. But otherwise, I was awake for the whole thing. I mean, like, don't, don't get me started on the motion picture. I mean, I was asleep for like half of that. That was that was tiresome. But this was definitely much more compelling. It, you know, I, I will, after watching it again, I... I will reiterate that I think Star Trek six is still my favorite. I think that it is, uh, it's a good movie, but kind of like, you know, there's just, <laughs> it, it is a very over dramatic film. There's, you know, like it con is very dramatic and he pulls in other people to be dramatic along with him. And it's just like, it's, you know, it, it's kind of like a, a soap opera. Um, and it's just not a very nuanced film for me. I do like, and we've talked about it before, but I really, I do like the through line of Kirk facing his mortality and all that. You know, I think that is very effective and that runs well. And it ties the entire movie together really well, even Spock's death. But I think that... Um, yeah, Star Trek Six is just so much more nuanced. It's it's just so many so many more layers to it. Well, I love Star Trek Two. It is um, it is and probably will always be my most favorite film of the original series movies. So, um, you know, hearing the music in the theater was really cool. Although I do think it was slightly too loud. Um, that was my only only you know annoyance of the whole thing it was just like it was just slightly too much 
like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of overwhelming um at times but the you know i loved hearing the music in person in such a you know in such an environment that was really good um and, and i love the cut of it i you know i i don't think we saw the 4k version of it mm-hmm. um, i don't think it was no they didn't upscale it or they didn't yeah, remaster those. yeah they didn't re- well i thought that they didn't they aren't they releasing a 4k version of Breath of are they Time? are they i don't know maybe maybe i'm just confusing that with the motion picture 4k version um, but anyway, you could like you could you could tell on screen that it, you know there were parts that were really kind of grainy when it's blown, yeah it was that fuzzy, big for sure that big. Um, so hopefully, if they haven't done a 4K or you know a restore of it, I would hope that they would because it it would probably I would go back and watch it again for sure if they did that. Um, but it, yeah, it was just really great to to see see it on the big screen. I don't think I've ever seen it that big before. Um, no, it's the I, first time for me, for sure. And I've, and I've seen it, you know, probably at least a hundred times. Like it's a movie that I watch a lot. That's a uh, lot. I mean, I love it. I love this film. I, I think it's just like the the pace of the movie, the setup. You know, there are a few things you know that you know, like Khan never met Chekhov. Sure. You know, in in Space Seeds. So yeah. there are a few things, but. Um, yeah, it's just a great overall uh, film, and it was really, really cool to see it in the in the big screen. So, so, that was a lot of fun. That was definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it was worth going for sure. Yeah, yeah, it, it was good, and it's rare for us to have the opportunity to watch like a Starship movie in theaters, you know. So it was yeah. totally worth it. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so that was fun. So we've had a lot of Star Trek this week. Um, Including, I mean, today there was a new episode of Lower Decks, um, which, which we'll talk I did about not next rewatch week. next week. But uh, we're going to go back to episode two, which now I do have the name in front of me. Yes, I have um, the name as well. The least the dangerous, least game. dangerous game. Yes. So uh, if you listen to our opening, you'll know that I couldn't. I didn't know the name of it. I forgot um, to, I little, and I wasn't prepared. A little comedy bit with it, and here we are. Um, so yes, let's the least talk, dangerous game. Let's talk about uh, lower decks. Yes. <laughs> I am a proud soldier of the Klingon Empire. Stupid Ferengi program, warrior. Fight to the last breath! Easy for you to say. I'm not a Klingon. I, I, I tried to be bold today, but I just ended up as prey. The only way you can lose now is by letting your foe define who you are. Never back down. Never cower. The hunt is on. Crunch! <sighs> I am not your prey. I am bold, Boimler. I haven't backed down all day, and I'm not starting now. You better run. Because now, the hunted has become... Oh my god! The hunted always tries to become the hunter. Tale old as time. Oh, no, 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 no! I didn't say you could kill me! Stop, please! And with that, my hunt has ended. You're not gonna kill me? Group sapiods practice catch and release. We respect life above all else. That's why we hunt. Oh, thank God. You were excellent prey, but I do have notes. Cool. Well, Mike, you had watched this episode 
quite some time ago when we got the screeners. So you had to rewatch it. Um, yeah, what did you think? I, uh, you know, this is a Boimler and Mariner heavy episode. Uh, you know, this is the the beginning of the bold Boimler, like whatever. I don't know if it's you know an arc or a character arc or whatever it is, but I don't know where he's you know. And and correct me, you know, the whole thing that started this right was the Venom or who's captain now of of a starship. But I can't remember if we've seen uh, we must have seen him in a previous. Yeah, when I when they brought him up, I did not. It didn't ring any bells for me. OK. All right. Yeah. Um. So that that causes Brad to go on this new uh, bold Boimler say yes to everything kind of thing. And, and it sort of crescendos with this whole hunt thing with Cranch, which I think is a really cool alien. Yeah. Um, Cranch is a cool alien. I like uh, the creature design. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's that. And then we've got Mariner and Jack on the space elevator. Right. Uh, that, uh, that, Rutherford and Billups should be working on, but Jack is trying to teach her a lesson. Um, and the lesson is right. You know, trust your, uh, trust your superiors. Um, so, you know, I think that, I think we get to see, I I think I, I actually like this dynamic. I like that Mariner is sort of like being controlled a little bit more like, Jack is in charge of her future in Starfleet and she needs to behave herself. And yet she still doesn't and has to like climb up the space elevator and, and do all this. And, you know, so it's just, um, I I just think it's a great, great kind of arc for Mariner as well. Um, Yeah. The thing that kind of bothered me a little bit about that was, you know, Jack got, it, it got annoying a little bit how insistent he was that they stick to the two of them fixing the elevator and that Rutherford and Billups stick with trying to play diplomat because it was obvious that it wasn't like I, I feel that if if Jack was actually right you know and Mariner was wrong and Mariner actually learned a lesson in respecting authority or something like that like it was just it just went down so far this path where Jack was got it was getting great he was getting gratingly like on my nerves like it was just like because he's so wrong and he was just being so stubborn about it because he wanted to teach Mariner a lesson lesson, but he was also risking a diplomatic event to do it you know it it got I didn't feel I feel got went a little bit too far I mean overall I I did like the episode quite a bit I liked it more than the season opener actually um but Jack was kind of annoying. Like I, I that I mean, I mean, it was kind of it, it became like a comedy of errors. Um, but it was, it was ultimately not a good look for Jack, you know, for Ransom to like as a commander to kind of be dealing with, um, or the way that he dealt with the whole situation. It it was very just childish. Like you know what I mean? Like he was just being like a bully. Like that's what at the end of the day, that's what it kind of netted out to. Like he was just trying to be like a bully and he was trying to throw his weight around, but at the expense of the mission and the good of the people that were under his care, you know what I mean? Like, 
it just got kind of, I don't know, it, it, it got on my nerves a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I can totally see that because I think, um, I, I agree with that. I think, but this kind of goes back to like almost a season one impression of the command staff, right. Mm-hmm. That, uh, you know, the, the lower decks are our stars and the, the bridge, cr- the command crew is sort of the B B characters. And, um, and it just seemed like the B, like the command crew were always getting into trouble and it was actually the lower deckers who, for better or for worse, had to deal with the the trouble that was caused by by all of that. Um, so I felt like that almost was a callback to that a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I was also I also think that you know it was yeah he he was being a little bit extra to you know I again this isn't probably very far away from the season opener right where he was handed the responsibility of, of Mariner. So I still think that this is sort of like coming about, I guess, you know, like figuring out this dynamic and whether, you know, whether this is going to work out or not for Mariner. Right. Which I mean, obviously it will, but to some extent, but yeah, I just, I just hope for the rest of the season. And honestly, I can't remember the rest of the season that I've watched so far. Um, I really can't. So, um, which is why I rewatched these because I did watch these a, a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I just hope that it doesn't play out the whole season in this way. Um, yeah. And, but. you know, I, I hope once in a while Jack is right, you know, and that Mariner can actually learn from him, but that might be asking her too much. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll have to wait and see, but uh, because, yeah, there was that episode. I thought uh, the hunt. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I was going to talk about... No, because there was that one episode, it was in season one, where they were both they were both stuck in that alien prison cell, remember? And that's when they also kind of had the weird sexual chemistry. Yes. Um, but then, mm-hmm. from what I recall about the episode, like, Ransom was able to like, get them out of that situation, and I think Mariner was surprised that he kind of knew how to handle it. And I think that that... Um, obviously the end of the day here he does something similar like he just like rips off his shirt and is able to like you know parlay or whatever but I feel that I feel that Mariner has always kind of looked down a little bit on Ransom like they've you know they've always been it's always been very contentious and I feel that for me like similar to what I was saying last last episode it's time for that to evolve a little bit you know it it would be good for them to, and I think by the end of this episode, they, they kind of, there was a little bit of that, Oh, like, you know, a little bit of that respect, right? Like they kind of left off with that where Mariner was saying, you know, went to Jack's quarters and was like, yeah, like, you know, you handled it well, whatever like that. But um, I feel that it would be nice if that kind of lasted, if that sentiment kind of lasted and they were actually able to evolve their relationship. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't disagree. Um, we'll have to see what happens. I don't, you know, I honestly don't remember what happens. So. Oh, okay. Well, um, there we are. There we are. Uh, but and going, what were you saying about the hunt? Sorry. Oh, I just I thought it was, uh, you know, I, I just I mean, Boimler screaming is just. I love know, Boimler screaming. Yes, it's just great. Um, 
but I also liked how it ended where, you yeah. know, he, you know, and, and then, Oh, I love the, the comment. Cause obviously we say this all the time, but, uh, Cranch tells Boimler, I have notes. <laughs> and I thought that was, that was so funny. Yeah. Oh my God. Was hilarious. So I have feedback. Yeah. I've always yes. had feedback. Yes. So I thought that was, that was really great, but, um, how the prey always gets, you know, gets that, feeling and then he tells him you just can't announce it and i have other notes for you yeah so, um, fantastic yeah i thought that was just really great uh and and the fact that you know boimler gets stabbed in the shoulder but it looked like his heart you know it was like, like his upper chest or something yeah yeah um it's uncomfortable it yes it did not look, well and he even said came back when they were playing the Klingon game at the end uh, that is sh- the doctor said his shoulder might not never be the yeah, same again. There might be permanent nerve damage. Which I kind of feel like uh, in the 24th century, is that really going to be the case? But anyway. Yeah. I mean, if Worf can get back up and walk the next episode after wanting to die, uh, you know, maybe Boimler right. cannot have a shoulder injury. Right. But uh, yeah, I did enjoy this. Um Definitely, those were the two stars. Tendi and Rutherford didn't really have. They had very supporting, was, yeah, supporting it was very roles here. CD list, yeah. Them, um, um, so, but yeah, yeah. I, I like it when. I, I mean, I'm interested to know if this will stick. Like Bold Boimler, it probably won't because this is basically like a sitcom. Uh, but we've gone down this path. Not exactly, yes, like a yes, Boimler kind of situation, but we've gone down this path where Boimler gets very, you know, he he gets very in the zone about something and he will go, you know, he'll dial up to 100 and he just, he just fixates, right? Like, that's very much his personality. Um, so we've had instances like this where he'll just, he, you know, he wants to get promoted or he'll like, you know, he'll be very insistent on like, you know, this is his end goal. So he'll do it. He'll do everything he can to get it done. Um, so it is, you know, it is kind of, uh, I feel going back to that well a little bit uh, when it comes to his character. Um, but I did appreciate the, the uh, again, more comedy of errors in terms of the kind of situations saying yes to things puts him in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed this episode overall. And um, yeah, I don't really have any any notes like we did for Mike McMahon on the. We definitely have more notes for the, past for the premiere. For the premiere. Really? Yeah. So yeah. Um, I really, I, I did it. like the Klingon Dungeons and Dragons. That was, that was fun. Yeah. And it was great to get Martok back. Yeah, that was that was pretty fantastic. It was. Yeah, that was. There were a lot of great lines from that. Yeah, it was really, uh, really cool to have um, to have him back. And I would play that board game. Yeah, Uh, I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah, it's like Dungeons and Dragons. It it looked pretty fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, definitely, uh, you know, Oh, and that's right. Going back to Star Trek Day really quickly. Uh, they're having Mirror Wesley on Star Trek Online. They're doing this whole new campaign starting in a couple weeks. 
called Star Trek uh, Online Ascension, and it's like uh, Wesley is leading an army from the mirror universe into I don't know. Whoa! I don't know too much about Star Trek Online. So, but it, you know, they showed um, the we've seen the the screenshot of uh, Mirror Janeway, and they yeah. showed a I think even a Mirror Ilea, which was interesting. So. Um. Oh, and uh, and they also did a little bit of uh, prosthetics work on Star Trek Day, which was kind of interesting. They made this woman uh, who was dressed as the Romulan commander from the Enterprise incident uh, in TOS. They actually put on like ridges and ears on her backstage in like 15 minutes. So the makeup makeup guy from Star Trek uh, was there doing and did that. So that was kind of interesting. And then they did a like a mini cosplay like parade. They were, they brought up three other people who were dressed up and really cool. There was an Ilea. There was a um, Garth, I think, and then there was. Um, someone who actually really looked like Admiral Kirk from the wrath of Khan. It's kind of, oh. kind of funny. So, um, yeah. So that also happened on star Trek day as my mind gets jogged <laughs> as your mind gets jogged. Nice. Um, so yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Anything else about this episode? No, I mean, it's just, you know, it was a good, comedic fun distracting episode of lower decks i mean park yeah. of course i feel like um, yeah no i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it it enjoyed it for what it was and we'll see if any of it sticks right whether uh bra uh bold boimler continues and uh what mariner's life is like in um in, with jack no. So, um, there was no interaction really with her and her mom in this episode. It's all her and Jack. So mm-hmm. that's interesting as well. So yeah, we'll kind of see what happens. Um, yeah. Next week, I think Tendi gets, you know, starts her science career on the, you know, science training. And I don't even know what the rest of the episode is about. Oh, these rocks, right? Yes. The, the rocks that bring to life their fantasies or nightmares. Yes. Right. Exactly. Yes. So, um, so yeah, so yeah, pretty, pretty full Star Trek day. Very full Star Trek week. Yes. For us. You're right. Yes. It was a very full Star Trek week. Yeah. Um, yeah. So speaking of which, um, on non-Star Trek stuff really quickly, I am rewatching The Expanse. I think I told you this and I'm just enjoying the heck out of it. So Mm. I felt like uh, with um, what are we watching? We watched the Sandman. We watched um, oh, the House of Dragons, right? The House of the, the Dragon. Of House of the House Dragon. Of the, House of the Dragon. And mm-hmm. um, I'd also been rewatching some Game of Thrones. Oh right, I that like, I remember. Oh. I remember. Yeah, you mentioning you were rewatching Game yeah. of Thrones from season uh, one. Uh, so it was, I was kind of in need of some sci-fi, some solid sci-fi. And so I decided to start rewatching Expanse. Yeah, The Expanse is one of the best sci-fi shows in the last decade. And I have not yet watched the, the Lord of the Rings premiere yet either. Oh, it was okay. I watched both of those episodes in one sitting. It wasn't bad. I enjoyed it. It was a fun romp. 
Okay. Yeah. So I still have that to watch. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, well, I think that does it for this week's discussion, which, um, yeah, we covered a lot. Mike, did you want to talk a little bit about our sponsor? Sure. Fansets is the premier sponsor of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network and Deep Space Pride. Head on over to Fansets. They've got a ton of new pins, pin collectibles. They've got some the all the deltas from Strange New Worlds. They've got um, the delta from Prodigy. They've got the whole Prodigy crew and then some new women of Trek, including, you know, Devon Attendi, uh, Shana from the original series, which I don't know the don't reference know for that her, is. Uh, to be honest. Uh, Jet Reno, and then a very special woman of Star Trek, Captain Michael Burnham, uh, Vegas Limited Edition, as well as a mm-hmm. Vegas poker chip, Lieutenant Mariner, Mariner poker chip. So head mm-hmm. on over to Fansets and check all of that out. Um, their work is so amazing, and the team there is incredible. You're going to love whatever you put into your cart. If you put more than $30 into your cart, you're going to get free shipping in the U.S. And if you use the code TREKGEEKS, all one word, all caps, you're going to save 10% on your order. And we want to thank Fansets for being the premier sponsor of DJ's Pride and the Trek Geeks Podcast Network. Thanks, Fansets. All right. Uh, well, that does it for this episode. Uh, we love to hear from you. If you want to reach out to us, you can reach out to us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Deep Space Pride. And you can also email us at DeepSpacePride at gmail.com. And Mike, will get back to you if you do. <laughs> there you go. Cool. All right. Episode 96 in the can inching closer to 100 we're almost there yeah we'll see what happens we'll try to make it special tbd tbd more info yeah. to come yes um but that's it yeah we've had a busy star trek week and now we're going to take a break well i mean we'll be back here next week to talk about more lower decks but maybe may, and maybe the starship is landing will be revealed i don't there. i really don't know what that's about uh so Hopefully we I will. I don't think anyone or does. maybe not at all. <laughs> maybe, maybe we will never find out. Wait, did you see that on social? Like what was it on? No, I get an email from Star Trek.com uh from their uh you know merch. Oh, I don't think I even get those emails. <laughs> yeah. I, so. I should probably sign up, right? You should probably sign up, yeah. I mean, like today, yeah. today is 25% off everything on Star Trek.com. So um, for Star Trek Day. So. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll see you here next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Deep Space Pride is a production of Coconut Media Works. Executive producers Bill Smith and Dan Davidson. For more great Star Trek discussion, discover the other shows of the Trek Geeks Podcast Network at trekgeeks.com or find us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. <laughs>